You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Right now I'm going to be talking about Eurovision. And Eurovision's coming up five days in five days. So Eurovision originated in 1956 and it was made for a war-torn Europe after World War II to rebuild itself and, like, have a fun time, like, chilling out with your European homies. So the winners so far, so Ireland, which is really quite surprising, has seven wins, like, have won seven times. And Sweden is followed with six. UK, France and Luxembourg all have five. And poor Norway has lost 11 times in 1963, 1969, 1974, and band group that have performed at Eurovision that are quite successful and have been successful since Eurovision is the amazing ABBA and they won in 1974 um and if you don't know ABBA's from Sweden yeah and so they won in 1974 and then they sort of got almost a record deal and then they started their their shows and making music for themselves after that they just It took them, well, they broke up in 2014. So that gives them, what, another 30, 40 years to perform? Yeah. So originally, the Eurovision Song Contest was called the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Prix until 1967 when they took the Grand Prix out. Now, the burning question that's on everyone's mind is, why is Australia in Eurovision? Well, Australia debuted in... in 2015, by invitation from the EBU, which is the European Broadcasting Union. So they were just like, hey, why don't you come as a special guest? It's a one-off thing. You might enjoy it. And then later that year, SBS announced on the 17th of November that Australia would take part again in 2016. In 2015, Australia was guaranteed a spot in the finals and was allowed to vote during the semis and the finals. After that, this year, they're only allowed to, like, they have to qualify to the finals from one of two semifinals and can only vote in the semi which Australia is allocated to compete in. Now, Australia's song this year is The Sound of Silence, which will be performed by Dami Im, who is an Australian singer. Um, and the writers of the song are Anthony Egazi. Sorry for pronunciation. I'm going to be terrible with this. David and David Musamkami. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That probably sounded terrible. So Eurovision have known to have slogans since 2002. And in 2002, Tallinn in in Estonia hosted it. And they thought it'd be really exciting to have a slogan for each year. So they've had slogans each year from 2002 to 2016 except for 2009. So the slogan of of 2002 was in Tallinn, Estonia, and it was a modern fairy tale. 2003, which was in Riga, Latvia, was a magical rendezvous. 2004 was in Istanbul, Turkey, and it was under the same sky. In 2005, Kiev in Ukraine hosted it, 
and was Awakening. 2006 was in Athens, and the the slogan was "Feel the rhythm" with a exclamation mark. In 2007, Helsinki in Finland hosted it, and their slogan was "True Fantasy." 2008, Belgrade in Serbia was the confluence of sound. 2009, the only exception, so no one had a slogan in 2009. 2010, in Oslo, in Norway, was Share the Moment. 2011, in Dusseldorf, in Germany, was Feel the Beat, or Feel Your Heartbeat, rather. In 2012, in Baku, Azerbaijan, was Light Your Fire. In 2013, in Malmö, in Sweden, was We Are One. 2014, in Copenhagen, was hashtag join us. 2015 in Vienna, Austria, was building bridges. And 2016, Stockholm, and again Sweden, was come together. Now, the original Eurovision country started off with five, and they were Belgium, Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, and Switzerland. And the latest members from 2008 were Azerbaijan and San Marino, and the most recent competitor is Australia, which were introduced in 2015, as I just said. So this year, the semi-final date is on the 10th of May for the first for the first round. The second semi-final date is on the 12th, and the final is on the 14th of May 2016. Now. Each year, there's a titled Eurovision Week, so they have all the Eurovision dates. Um, this year, it's in Stockholm at the Ericsson Globe, and there are 14, 42 entries, withdrawing uh, Portugal and Romania, and returning this year are uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, and Ukraine. So, I think that's about it to wrap up for Eurovision. Amplify! 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 I'm going to be analysing The Duchess by Fergie. So, The Duchess was released on September 13th, 2006 by American singer Fergie, who you may know from The Black Eyed Peas. Um, it was released in 2006 by A&M Records and... The Will I Am music group, so that's ba- basically the Black Eyed Peas and their production things producers. And this was her first solo album since the breakup from her band, the Black Eyed Peas. Very sad. Um, the album was recorded between the Black Eyed Peas tour in two thousand five, and the songs were written throughout the last eight years that preceded its release. So. All the way back to 1998, really. Um, While developing the album, Fergie wanted to create an autobiographical album. So she wanted to really detail her life in an album. So she'd say, this happened in song version, but it wouldn't be really discreet and subtle. And it's very intimate between her and the listener, she describes. So it's very one-on-one feeling, almost. And it... Experiments with different music genres like hip-hop, reggae, punk rock, punk pop, pop, soul, just name one, you'll get there eventually. Lyrically, it's 
about love and lust and all about that upon its release. It received really mixed reviews because some people were just like, yeah, this really rocks or this really sucks, which I think it's really really good album. So the album produced five top five singles in the United States, including three number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 in America. And they were um, London Bridge, which is a good song, Big Girls Don't Cry, and Glamorous. As well as the two singles. Oh, well, number two, which was one of my favourite songs, Fergalicious, which we're going to play, and a number five single, which is called Clumsy. All five of these singles have sold over two million digital downloads. So 2006 was really the time where people started downloading digitally. Digitally, I can speak. So they were just like, this is cool, gotta press some buttons and get some music, really. Um, there's a new album coming out by Fergie called The Double Duchess, and that's like a, a sequel, because it's been 10 years, so it's like another sequel, it's a sequel to her Duchess. London Bridge, as a single, came out on July 8, 18th, 2006. Fergalicious, October 23rd, 2006. Glamorous. January 23rd, 2007. Big Girls Don't Cry, May 22, 2007. Clumsy, September 25th, 2007. And a single that really wasn't recognised, which is called Finally, which was released on the 25th of February, 2008. And so, after 10 years with the band Wild Orchard, which was a band Fergie was originally in, she joined Black Eyed Peas in 2002. And so they made a lot of albums and a lot of a lot of good songs like Don't Funk With My Heart and My Humps. All the good songs. Yeah, so she was just she was thinking about writing her own album from the very beginning. And after the Black Eyed Peas broke up, she had a real opportunity. So recording production Will I Am really supported her with this because Will I Am was in the Black Eyed Peas and they were all together really and they all wanted to work together. But this album has um, artists featuring or artists like Ludacris, John Legend, Be Real from Cypress Hill, and who else? Rita Marley, which is Bob Marley's widow. Um, she was also on the album. There are lots of other people just around. She got a lot of inspiration from other artists, especially. So, again, the themes, very love-lust-related, all of that, really. Just everything you want from an album, talking about breakups and stuff. Last week we talked about... Was it last week? I think so. This is What the Truth Feels Like by Gwen Stefani. And so that was very breakup-related. Actually, no, it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago. Sorry. Sorry to give you wrong info. Um, good, good singles. I mean, as singles can be pretty, pretty good, pretty good. So, yeah. Um, again, Ludacris was featured on the album. He did a singing role in Glamorous. If you've seen the music video, you'd get that because he's in the music video. And it's basically Fergie's detailed biography about how before she was a lot more famous, she used to go to Taco Bell with her friends and it'd be super chill. 
And now she still does that, even after her shows and everything. She's goes to Taco Bell with her friends and hangs out with her family, which is really interesting because Fergie's a genuine person, you could say. Um, now, I just want to talk about Finally, which is one of my favourite songs in the album, and it's the last song. Its piano, strings, and vocals were played by John Legend. He also co-wrote the song. It's a time-lapse... Oh, this this is quoting Fergie. It's a timeless ballad that you can play 30 years from now, and it'll still be cool because it doesn't lend to any era. And it's really stripped down. I really had a big chance to sing, although I didn't oversing anything. My taste is more to bring out at certain moments. End quote. So that that was Fergie's sort of take on it. And so she she wanted to really give it a emphasis and a goodbye from the album. Like, thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you later, alligator. Yeah, so she was on lots of TV shows. She did quite a few interviews with people. Um, in April 2008, it was announced that The Duchess was going to be re-released with the inclusion of Labels of Love um, for the Sex and the City film soundtrack and Nelly's Party People, as well as Barracuda, which is a cover from the 1980 song Barracuda by Hart, and a remix of Clumsy with Soldier Boy. And this was this actually was re-released on the iTunes store as The Duchess, the deluxe EP, and it debuted at number 46 on the Billboard 200. And it sold 1,100,000 copies. So with the singles, London Bridge, good song. Quite explicit, though. Otherwise, it's a really good song. Um, It was really like an urban pop track, but it caused a lot of... controversy due to its subtly suspicious title but became a huge success topping the hot the billboard hot 100 for three weeks and new zealand charts while also reaching the top 10 in over 12 countries so this features black eyed peas members and everything so they just got in on the action but it was originally going to be called Tower Bridge. Fergalicious was later released, and it features Will I Am. It managed to reach number two on the Billboard Hot 100, but I think it deserved higher. The top five in Australia and New Zealand, although it peaked lower than London Bridge in Europe. The music video features Fergie as Willy Wonka in a candy factory. So it's a fun music video. It's very pop, 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 pop. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.